Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 7, Gnana Vignana Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge and Wisdom. We have seen in first six chapters, Bhagwan clarified that the self, which I consider my own self, is the part of the Supreme Self. It is none other than the Supreme Self. But I don't have that experience, so we have seen some techniques in Chapter 6 of how to prepare your mind to experience that oneness with that Supreme Self. To know the Supreme Self, we need to have some clear understanding. So chapter 7 is devoted to explaining the Supreme Self. One has clearly said that everything comes out of me and everything is strung into my own self. But one has given several indications and then in the end comes to tell us why we are not experiencing it. So in the last few verses, we're actually seeing Bhagavan's explanation about this dichotomy that I have. On one hand, I have an understanding about this Supreme Self and unity of all things, but I have no experience whatsoever. So Bhagavan clarifies, driven by various desires, taihi taihi, this and that, various desires, we worship other devas. In other words, we pursue other entities we consider will have that capability to give me that ultimate experience of happiness. Those who worship those devatas, they achieve that result only. So we basically have seen in last four verses, one it says that a devotee worships whatever form, I strengthen that faith. All empowerment comes from me, the Supreme Self, because then nothing really exists other than the Supreme Self. In our logic of spirituality, we have come to the conclusion that if this world was created by God, that Supreme Being, the Supreme Self existed before the creation of this universe. And if the creation of universe was created by the Supreme Self, that entity required two causes. One is material cause and the other is efficient cause. Then material could not have come from other than his own self and therefore he is in and through everything in this universe, including my own self. But I'm not experiencing it. So I create a conception in my mind about that Supreme Self in a one form or another and then worship that form to get what I am looking for in this world, which is happiness. So Bhagavan said, I strengthen that faith in whatever form a person worships me. And therefore, he becomes even more devoted to that form. And then he receives the results of his worship, in his of his pursuits, of his efforts. In whatever field, wherever I put my faith, that's where my happiness lies. I put my actions in that field. 
then I will get the results from that fuel. But Bhagavan said, consider that all of them coming from me, because there is no other entity, no other Devata existing other than me. So in any form or any name you worship me, and the results you get out of your pursuit, they're all coming from me alone. However, there's a limitation. Because you have looked for finite goals, you're getting finite results. The fruits which I'm getting out of my efforts of worshipping or pursuing that particular form of deity, a particular form of God, and then asking for a particular results, a particular fruits, Bhagavan said you will get it. As long as you desire it from your heart, and put efforts to get it, you will get it, but it is limited in time and space. That fruit will have its expiry date. And therefore, you will not get that permanent happiness. All that we see is Prakriti, and Prakriti has its own limitations. Anything I get out of this Prakriti will be finite, and therefore I will get only the finite fruits and finite results, and therefore only temporary happiness. But if I can overcome that limitation and worship the Supreme Self, Bhagavan said, that devotee will come to me. He will become one with me and will get the ultimate happiness, the everlasting happiness. And that's basically what we have seen in last four verses. And now Bhagavan says, Na aham prakasaha sarvasya. I am not available to all. I am not manifest to all. Not everyone has capability to conceptualize this all-pervading Supreme Self. Yoga Maya Sam Avrutaha because I am covered in this Yoga Maya. It's not really Bhagwan is covered in Yoga Maya. It is my understanding is covered by Yoga Maya. So here Bhagwan uses the word Yoga Maya because the Maya is also supported by Brahman, the Supreme Self. In our common language, we call it consciousness. I do not feel that all-pervasiveness of the consciousness. I feel the consciousness is limited to me. That's my first experience. And then I infer that because there are other beings acting like me, that they also have similar consciousness. But I do not make connection between my consciousness and their consciousness. And therefore, now we have several consciousnesses as we perceive it. And Bhagavan said that that ignorance is because of my yoga maya. This maya, in our day-to-day term, we call it our own perception of reality. Our perception of reality is limited by capability of our own senses in our mind, in our intellect. I perceive my world through my senses and my mind and my intellect. You perceive your world through your mind and your intellect. I am in the center of my world, you are in the center of your world. And when these worlds overlap in each other, that becomes our relationship. But Bhagavan said, one who has gone above his own limitations of the senses, he can see the unity of things. 
So therefore, I am not available to all. Most people in this world, most beings in this world, have these limitations, where they consider their own reality. And now, lots of scientific pursuits are being pursued to understand reality. And there are lots of uh, now seminars I see which say the reality is not as it seems. That what we consider real is not real. And I came across on YouTube a seminar called "Reality Is Not As It Is," and there is a cognitive scientist, Daniel Hoffman. He obviously says that the reality as we perceive is just a representation. It's like an interface that we just have some interface, just like we have on our, our iPhone, that I can. Touch an icon and get to a particular function, but that does not tell me how that function is working. So in the same way, what we have is a representation for our utilitarian use, but we don't know the reality. Science is now coming to the same conclusion, and they boldly now claim that consciousness is not physical and it's not emergent; it's fundamental. So Bhagwan said that. I am not really available for everyone's understanding. Mudah ayam, and here ayam means the entire the world of beings. No abijanati, they do not know. Mam ajam avyam, that I am ajam, unborn and avyam. Ajam we have discussed many times that jatasya hi drovo mrityo. We have learned in chapter two that one who is born will have death. So, if something is permanent, you obviously cannot have death. If something is permanent and have no death, then it also cannot have any birth. It's fundamental. It's always there before anything else that I can think of. Now our brain is not wired to even conceptualize the idea that something can exist before everything has come into being in this world. In our world, everything comes into existence from a previous form of existence. We can say, where does this table come from? It came from the wood which was brought from Home Depot. The way the wood came into the Home Depot, I say, from whatever the supplier. So we can always go back and trace the source of that thing or a being. But here, Bhagwan said, there is nowhere to go when you think about the supreme reality, the supreme self, the supreme consciousness, and therefore says, my real nature, ajaha. There is nowhere to go before. My existence—it is before the Big Bang. We are not capable of thinking what that existence could be. So, therefore, Bhagwan says, "Mudha ayam." This world is designed in a way that the beings was are not capable of conceptualizing an existence without any source, without any previous state of existence. Abhyayam. And it's also immutable. In other words, right now it seems that the Bhagwan, who was at one time a pristine being, 
he transformed himself into this world. If this world was created out of his own self, then the Bhagavan became, at one time was a singular entity, now became this pluralistic world. So he is mutated into this world. And Bhagavan said, no, that is not the truth. In other words, he never created this world or never became this world. So this transformation from God to the world is really an illusion created by my own mind. The world exists because I perceive it. So if I lose the sense of sight, my world of sight goes away. If I lose the sense of sound, the world of sound goes away. If I lose all my five senses, the world disappears. So Bhagavan says, I have never transformed myself into this world or this multiple beings, but mudha ayam, lokaha, this world is ignorant about it and therefore they do not know me in my own nature. Vedaha aham sam atitani vartamanani charjuna bhavishyani chabhutani mamtu vedana kaschanaha. I know all the beings of the past, present and future, but no one knows me. This is a very commonly understood idea that Bhagavan knows everything, but I don't know Bhagavan. But we have difficulty understanding it. If Bhagavan knows everything, then why I am not getting that clear direction every day? So Bhagavan said, I know every being because they are created out of my own self. It is something like my own thoughts. I know all my thoughts. I know my thoughts in the past. I know my thoughts in present. And I also will know my thoughts in future. At least I know in what line of thinking I will have in the future. So my thoughts are all available to me because I am the generator of my thoughts. But a one single thought cannot know me because that one thought is not me. And therefore Bhagavan said, any single creation of mine cannot know me in totality, but I know all my creation. When an entity identifies with the Supreme Being, which is what we call in Vedanta a realized person. Lord Krishna here, when he talks about this reality, he is not talking as the the son of Vasudeva and Devaki, but as the Supreme Self. Therefore, in the previous verse he said, ignorant people think that I have become a person. The Supreme Self has become a person. But see that you can you will never be able to conceptualize a, the entire Supreme Self into one incarnation. Divinity is all pervading, all all knowing consciousness. Therefore, say Veda Samatitani Vartamanani Charjuna Bhavishani Chabhutani Matu Vedana Kastan. As an individual you are not capable of knowing the Supreme Self, the consciousness which is all-pervading. You have to drop your individuality. You have to dissolve your ego to get to the point of understanding. And therefore, in the next verse, he says, why we are not seeing is, Icha dvesa samuttena 
ద్వంద్వమోహేన భారత సర్వభూతాని సమ్మోహం సర్గేయాంతి పరంతప బై దిస్ డిల్యూజన్ ఆఫ్ దిస్ పేర్స్ ఆఫ్ ఆపోజిట్స్ అవర్ వరల్డ్ ఇస్ డివైడెడ్ ఇన్ టు పేర్స్ ఆఫ్ ఆపోజిట్స్ లైక్స్ అండ్ డిస్లైక్స్ things which i like things which i don't like things i want to avoid things i want to acquire this world has started that way for me right from my birth because as any individual there is a strong sense of survival and this instinct for survival is creating this world into a world which can help me surviving and the world which, which can hurt me this pursuit has created ichha the desire and dvesha that something which i like and desire and something i don't like sarvabhutani samoham they are deluded by this pairs of opposites the very fact that i have taken birth is the proof that i have desires as we have learned before that i chose my own body the way i am right now because it serves a purpose can fulfill my desires so i came across a very interesting familial tree in gnaneshwari gnaneshwar maharaj it says in the beginning the ego the jiva he falls in love with the body and says well, this is the body which i can fulfill all my goals and then then that wedding between the ego and the body gives birth to a daughter named desire this desire then in turn weds to hatred so the hatred with the things which are in my way now this union between the desire and hatred gives birth to a son named delusion you see this delusion is raised by his grandfather ego on the milk of hopes and in various ideas and therefore now it is constantly mired in confusion and just cannot get to the clear understanding of the real truth so it's very interestingly put by gnaneshwar maharaj but bhagwan says here in a simple term that right from the birth we are under the spell of maya right from the birth i have become a limited entity which is associated with the body and then mind and then intellect as long as i am associated with this body mind and intellect i am under the spell of maya maya which creates this world of plurality out of singularity it's an illusion created by the supreme self and the goal of life is bhagavad gita teaches is to get out of this illusion we'll stop right here if you find this podcast helpful please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neelbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org thank you సుఖినరామయద్రాణి పశ్యూ మా కచిద్దుఖభాగ్భవే శాంతి 
शांति शांति हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ